Welcome to another episode of Forever Faithful Podcast. I'm Brandon Franio, joined by my co-host, Christian Dyer. How are we doing today, Christian? Good, man. How about you? Good, good. I have a three-day weekend, so can't complain. <laughs> I mean, I, technically, I got all we all next week off, so we don't start my new job for another week after that. So There you go, man. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to be talking about uh, Justin Fields and Mac Jones uh, Pro Day on Tuesday. Um, do you want to go ahead and start off? See what you what you thought about both players? Yeah, so I mean, I, I you know I don't think that much of uh, of Pro Days, anyways, but I did watch them. Um, you know, it was it was it was fun to watch. I think that's really what's what is the biggest thing for it. I mean, I don't think they mean much, but they're fun to watch. But yeah. Um, I mean, Mac Jones didn't do anything different than I already assumed anyways. Um, it was kind of interesting when you saw like him miss some deep throws, uh, and you right. see, they showed Kyle's face, <laughs> dude, his yep. face. Cause he was smiling. He was smiling earlier there. And then all of a sudden they show his face when they missed the deep balls and they just went to, <laughs> like yep. he was, it went from smiling to, Oh shit, real quick. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a big deal because you, you know, we got a guy who can throw the deep ball. We win the Super Bowl. Exactly. You know, like, I I don't fully blame Jimmy for that loss, but still, like, you freaking make that throw, we win the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to think about that. Um, so you know, Mac Jones wasn't he wasn't bad in his um, pro day. Uh, I think he didn't really show us much anything different. You know, we also kind of got to see the receivers he was throwing to because they were there making the catches and, you know, making unbelievable catches the whole time. So, yep, it was, uh, it was interesting. Um, you know, uh, Belichick was there, so that was kind of fun because they were talking a lot. So, you know, they kind of seemed to have a good relationship with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was fun to see them uh, bullshitting Belichick. And then uh, when it comes to Fields Pro Day, you know, he did what we – I think he did what we'd expect him to do. The guy's got a fantastic arm. He's accurate. Yeah, uh, he can make all the throws. Um, you know, he's a freaking amazing athlete. So I don't think he showed us anything different either. I think, uh, you know, it's mostly just what we're hearing here and here and there. You know, um, one thing I caught though on watching Fields' pro day, I heard J- Daniel Jeremiah try to bring up his 2019 tape that yeah. knocks him, and I'm like, oh wait, wait, wait. So we're going to bring up this guy's 2019 tape, uh, but we're going to completely ignore uh, Zach Wilson's 2019 tape. <laughs> you know, we're going to completely yep. ignore his terrible freaking that terrible season. He had in 2019 with nine interceptions and 11 touchdowns and uh, some pretty terrible quarterback ratings throughout the season. But uh, you know, let's knock Justin Fields 2019 play a little bit. Like, um, yeah, that's a, a double standard. I freaking caught real quick. And I was like, well, those those double standards and the way we treat certain quarterbacks is a reason why we have so many busts, yeah, and have so many freaking issues trying to find a, a quarterback, especially when you draft them high, thinking they're going to be you know the best. And then we, I mean, we do it every year. Look, look at uh, um, Trubisky, you know, had a pretty pretty good year uh, at uh, um, and uh, what was it North Carolina Tar Heels, you know. So you know, and then he goes high and he's a he does nothing. He's a bust because he had one good year yep. of all, you know, smoke and mirrors year. And he turned out to be nothing. And that's what we do all the time. You know, we find these guys that, 
you know, that we aren't sure about, but are great athletes and you've seen them do some crazy stuff. And then all we try to do is bring them down and knock them down the whole time. Like I freaking people have been shitting on fields the last couple of days. And I just, I, my mind is blown. I'm like, dude, the guy's been, he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. He was neck and neck when they were in high, when, with um, Trevor Lawrence in high school, the two, two of the best quarterbacks. And, you know, they're both from the same area. They're both from Georgia. So, yep. you know, they were, they've been going back and forth since high school and he's, you know, been a pretty, you know, <laughs> good quarterback. I mean, yeah, he has his issues and um, whatnot, but I just, I, I think it's kind of crazy to see how much like certain quarterbacks get shit on while the other ones just get praised when the ones that get the one that deserves the praise gets the one are the ones that get shit on. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it's right. Uh, but also, you know, just, especially when you got like some of these guys and like people on Twitter or what, whoever, whoever it is are shitting on these, on these players um, other than their game. Like I saw that the other day where uh, people are talking about Mac Jones has nothing to do with his, with his, his game. And you know, I mean like shit on these guys games all you want. I mean, dude, I'm nobody shits more on freaking Zach Wilson's game more than me, but I would never say anything about his personal life or anything like that or bring anything personal to it. Like, People like talking all this crap about Mac Jones and personal things. I'm like, there's that's so uncalled for and isn't right. And it needs to stop. Like, if yeah. you're not going to talk about their game, don't say anything at all. Like, I mean, these guys are still kids. They're freaking 20, 21 years old. And you're freaking, you know, like, leave them alone. If you don't have, if you're not going to talk about their game, don't talk about anything. I mean, look at uh, Justin Fields last year against Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. I mean, he looked phenomenal against them. He outplayed him by mm-hmm. a big margin. Trevor Lawrence yeah. looked terrible against Ohio State, and freaking that was—I did not expect Fields to do that against Clemson, and I expected Trevor Lawrence to come out and ball, and he didn't. So, you know, I just think I—I'm I, not sure why um, all of a sudden people are crapping on Fields. I don't get it, but Fields. Um, I'm, I mean, I haven't been that fa- much of a fan of, of the quarterbacks in this draft, but I still, I don't get, I still don't get like uh, how a guy that goes from being one of the best uh, prospects, have, playing great at Ohio State, and then just people finding things to nitpick. Yeah, you know, it's 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 not like you have a guy who went from a mid round guy to a freaking first rounder, and then you don't even nitpick uh, the stuff that he's done terribly. Like you just use one season and like, Oh, we're just going to go with this season. And he's all of a sudden great. Cause he did this, this year. That one from Joey Ornato teams trying to make fields fall by putting out negative narratives. Okay. that Maybe, you know, uh, that, that could be true. Uh, there's some shady stuff that goes on in these drafts because of the fact that these teams don't, don't talk with each other and ask what they're doing and they don't give away their hand that makes sense. Um, maybe they're trying to, trying to uh, stop the Niners from maybe drafting him. They're, they're I mean, I, I make, don't. They're probably trying to make Fields uh, fall to Atlanta. Um, that's a possibility, but at the same time, I think it's a waste of your time. Like, if if a guy, if a you know the a team wants the guy, they're going to get the guy. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. it doesn't it doesn't matter if they if that's their guy, they're going to take him regardless of what anybody else says because that's they're not going to change their mind. I mean, so it makes sense to say that they're doing it so he can drop, but at the same time, um, 
you know, it's there, you know, it's just, it's just, I think just to make a, you know, this, what's the reason for it? Yeah. I guess the best way to put it. And we got one from JTT843, Mac Jones, two DUIs were uncalled for. Yeah, they're bringing uh, Mac Jones's pass when he was 19 up now, too. So it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't care about that. He had two DIs when he was a kid. Like, I know. A kid, he had, oh, I mean, he, yeah, he's doing something stupid, but oh, so that means, face. like, I'm sorry, but like, I know Niner fans don't want him to be taken at three, and I get that, but mm-hmm. I don't care that he had two DUIs. I mean, that's in the past. What That has nothing to do with football. Yep. Like, I mean, they just bring up stuff that is going to try to tarnish their character. I'm like, you guys – and then you. it's funny because they're trying to tarnish these young guys' character while at the same time they're going to turn around and be mad that uh, Deshaun Watson's character is being tarnished right now. And then go turn around and tarnish a young guy who hasn't even gotten to the league yet and try to tarnish his character. So I don't get it. Uh, you know, because if that this whole thing with um, Watson didn't go down, I guarantee he was going to be a, a niner. And a lot of people think that. I was watching uh, Shannon talking about it. He's like, if if Watson's clean, he, you know, that that pick we, all those picks he gave up to go to three, we're going to go for, uh, for, for Watson. Yeah, I have a feeling too. Like two first rounds, I mean, if they would have gotten it for Watson. He would have been a niner for sure. Yeah, I think I think if if the whole like uh, allegation thing didn't come out, I think he would have been a niner for sure. Yeah. I think that's why um, the trade ha- our trade up for three happened. You know, not long after that stuff came out, because I think they were going to try to get Watson once that came out. They decided to to uh, go in a different direction. Yep. So, um, but see, but if you look at that, if you think about that too, if if we were trying to get Watson, why would we want to get? Why would our guy to move up if we were going from Watson and had to move off of because non-football reasons? Why would we be going for a guy like Mac Jones if we were trying to get Watson? So if you're trying to get Watson and you can't get him, then you're either going to get Trey Lance or you're going to get Justin Fields because those are the guys, two guys closest to his game. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And another thing too is uh, I don't know I don't know why they keep saying the Niners. Uh, I'm not saying Mac Jones is a bad quarterback, but I'm just saying it doesn't make sense for the Niners to switch up to three to go for Mac Jones when I guarantee you he would have been available at twelve. Oh yeah, I, th- I think I think he would have. I think now where the Niners are at, he he wouldn't be because it kind of shook like shook up the whole. Um, draft thing, but if the state we were in the same order, I think he would have dropped. Yeah, I think it you can't say that now because the Niners moved up and he wouldn't make it to 12 now that the Niners are at three. Mm-hmm. But if the Niners stay at 12, I think he drops. But you know, I, I I don't see how we would be going up to get to get Mac Jones. Um, like, and the I think the best way to like make my like make Niner fans feel better about it is when you think about it. W- you tell me when anybody's been right when it comes to who Shanahan and Lynch are going to pick. I'm pretty sure we're what is what what is this year fourth or fifth year? This is. They came in. Is this year five? I think so. Um, in every single draft, have we even come close to the first round pick other than Bosa? 
Bosa's the only one, but that was a given. Like you weren't going to not draft Bosa. So, yep. I mean, every other pick uh, last year, I mean, I didn't see Hyder coming. I didn't see Ayuk. Nobody saw Ayuk coming. I didn't even see Kinlaw coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I don't, you know, everybody's saying it's going to be Mac Jones, but I, I, I don't get it. Uh, we've never been correct. Oh, yeah, Joey Arnado, that you're, you're totally correct. I mean, if you're going to trade that much, you don't trade it for a guy that's not, you know, a freaking difference maker. Like, yeah, can um, can Mac Jones throw the football well and whatnot? Yeah, but is he a difference maker who can extend the you know extend the play outside the pocket and make things happen when plays break down and extend plays when and in, in big drives? No, he's not that kind of guy. So you're not. I don't see how you give up two first round picks for a guy who can't be a difference maker outside of just playing the quarterback position. Cause there's playing the quarterback position and being able to play that well. Then there's being able to freaking improvise and do stuff when the freaking pocket breaks down and you got to find, make something happen. Yep. And you know, all the best quarterbacks right now in the league are the guys that when the, when the pocket breaks down, they make, they make something happen. Josh Allen, Freaking, you know, this past year, absolutely a freaking monster outside of the pocket. Yep. Especially against um, Monday Night Football. Oh, dude, he had torched us Monday Night Football. So you're telling me Kyle Shanahan didn't watch that and go, oh, man, I need me one of those guys. Yep. Um, yep. He's had to go against Russell Wilson every single year. You're telling me like, oh, yeah, well, Russell torches us with his legs every time. It's not because, <laughs> you know. It's not because he stands in the pocket and beats us. It's because every time we try to get to him and he gets away. That's every time we've ever lost to the Seahawks in a close game. It's because Russell Wilson gets away when we almost have him. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I yeah. I don't see how it's not Lancer Fields, but I wouldn't be that surprised if it's Mac Jones. But I don't see why they would do that. Yeah, well, just like what 49ers Twitter is saying uh... – with the game against the Bills last year, it opened up Kyle Shanahan's eyes to actually go for a mobile quarterback in the draft. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm really think I have I have a 99.9 percent like positivity that they're going to go for Fields. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be Justin Fields. I mean, even in the Super Bowl, we were dominating, but they were able to come back because of the plays that Mahomes is able to make with his legs, mm-hmm. like extending plays. Well, I mean, look at him. Was it last year or two years ago? Uh, his little left-handed throw that he did too on the run. I'm just like, yeah, we need somebody like that. Yeah. You got to have a difference maker in today's NFL. Like yeah. those kind of quarterbacks are taking over. Like, yeah, Mac yeah. Jones could probably stand in the pocket and make things happen, but you're going to have to make damn sure you protect him. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to protect him. Like he's not gonna, you know, wow you with making um, plays outside the pocket. He might be able to make a couple runs here and there and extend some plays with his legs here and there. But that's what Jimmy did before the ACL injury. So, yeah, I just you're you're pretty much telling me that the Niners gave up two picks, two first round picks, uh, next year and the year after for a guy that's pretty much Jimmy G with before the ACL injury. I don't understand. If that was the case, they would just stick with Jimmy. Think about yeah, it. I mean, you know, yeah, I don't get it. I, 
I really don't get it. I, it doesn't make any sense. Joey says, y'all remember the 2019 game against Lamar? He torched us with that read option. We need that element. I agree. Oh, dude, I 100% agree. I mean, the only reason we stayed in that game was because uh, – was it – who's who's our safety? Was it um, – it was our backup safety that stripped the ball, if you remember, from him. He, he, oh. had, that, he had that big read and then about in the 10-yard line. Was, he, was it Marcel Harris? Yeah, Marcel Harris, I think. Marcel Harris. Stripped the ball. Stripped the ball from Lamar. Otherwise, that game would have been a mm-hmm. lot less close than it was. Like, that was a difference maker. I mean, he was torching us with his legs. Yeah, that was a crazy game, too. It was in the rain as well. So, I mean, if, and if you really want a guy like that, it's got to be Fields because Fields, is a, he's fast. He, you know, he can make those plays with his legs, but at the same time, he's not Lamar because he's a lot more accurate. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I do want to see some more opportunity with him making um, – like, you know, going through his progressions and making reads, but – you know, that's been apparently a big knock on him, but the biggest game, one of the biggest games of his career, which was against Clemson, which is the, uh, the best game I've ever seen him play, he was finding guys in his third and fourth read. I mean, you can watch the film and see that. Yeah. So it's not like he can't do it. Um, but at the same, you know, it, I think that happens a lot, though, with these with these really top-level schools with the quarterbacks. is uh, They have so much talent around him that they don't have to go um, – through their other reads, they do mm-hmm. have to they they can just kind of stick with a one or two guy, and and make the uh, make the play, um, just because uh, they're playing with some of the best athletes in the uh, you know in college football. So yep. maybe that's a knock against them. But um, I mean, I I don't think Fields is any is any different than the rest of the guys when it comes to making reads. I mean. Um, I'm hearing some film breakdown about Lance though that he's pretty good at, at making reads, but he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, um, I don't. I still don't know enough about his game. I've hardly, I haven't really seen anything. I need so, to start watching his film more. See what he. Yeah, has. I guess we'd have to go back to the 2019. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think they won the national the championship um, for their division. I think, but uh, that that school kind of does every year. <laughs> I think Carson <laughs> Wentz did when he went there too. So, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I did see something today that that Lance is um, was able. He was kind of like um, allowed to audible and stuff and make changes at the line. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's true. I saw something. That'd be interesting. Is interesting to see because if that's the case, see why I would take. Him. I mean, if he there's because if that if that's a guy already able to do that in college, uh, you know that's a that's a huge step like ready to come in and play in the NFL because. There's not many quarterbacks that can just come step in and play and dominate, like who can go and like know the playbook and do what they got to do um, and make the adjustments themselves. You know, <laughs> you don't see many Dan Marinos <laughs> nope. anymore. You don't see many quarterbacks that can do that right off the bat. That's why Dan Marino is so great. I mean, he could know the playbook and he could, <laughs> he could change everything in the line by himself, you know, so. Maybe that's what uh, Shanahan. If that's what he's seen with with Lance, I could see why that he would go with Lance. I just don't know enough about him. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, but 
Uh, I know another thing I want to talk about was uh, some, you know, some of the more double standard stuff I'm seeing with some of these quarterbacks, though. It's like I've been telling the Niner fans from the get go since we started doing this that they need to go and watch Wilson's 2019 film and they need to, you know, really do what I'm talking about when I say his bad decisions and his um, how, how he panics in a, in, a, in a good pass rush and when he's been getting hit a lot, you know, he doesn't play as well. He doesn't make his reads as well. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, nobody listens to me, but then I like see everybody so mad, you know, they're so mad about Mac Jones and, you know, they don't want to, they don't want Mac Jones to co- go to the Niners. So they're, they're like, you know, they're like, well, how come a guy that was, you know, a, a late first round, second round pick, all of a sudden he's one of the, you know, a top five pick. Well, what do you think happened to, with Wilson? Wilson went from a mid, a mid round guy, like a freaking day three guy, possibly. Yeah, to the second overall quarterback taken in the draft, the number two guy in a year where he went against like some of the least competition you could even you could ever go against compared to 2019 where he was terrible and went against top competition. But they're mad that Mac Jones, who went one just won the national championship, was a Heisman finalist and um done what I've seen better better done by any other Alabama quarterback in a while and that's just play good regardless and not, not get shut down like Tua he had to get replaced yeah at times Hurts had to get replaced at times like all these other Alabama quarterbacks that have been good having to get replaced at times so that freaking Alabama come come back and win mm-hmm. Mac Jones just dominated everybody and you're mad saying how can he go from an early second round pick to the top guy, but then you don't have a problem with Zach Wilson going from freaking round four or five to the second overall quarterback. Like, no, don't fr- <laughs> if you're going to freaking do one, do the other. Like none of this freaking hypocritical crap. Like you're going to hold one to this one standard, hold to the other one to the same standard. Yeah. Like Mac Jones like- is, is, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, I feel like um, with Mac Jones, they're all upset because he's just another pocket uh, quarterback. And I think they want more of a mobile quarterback for us. And I feel like that's maybe one of the reasons why uh, Airways all mad about it. But uh, Joey, Joey said uh, they didn't have a problem with Burrow doing that last year. Uh, I know. I mean, at the same time, I think during that season, though, before the season started, yeah, Burrow was like nobody. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't think he did it at, after the season. All of a sudden, he went to number one. They, they were he was going to be number one halfway through the season with the season he was having. It's not like they after the season they said Burrow's a mid round guy, and then now all of a sudden, after just watching some film, he's a he's a first round guy. Like he halfway through the season, and he was going to be the first overall pick. I mean, the guy had just an absolutely phenomenal season. I mean. Mm-hmm. He he freaking did everything. I mean, I can't believe the season he had that year. He was he earned the right to be the first overall pick. He earned it. Because he yeah. had it, he had that before the season was over. That's so true. I get what you're saying. I get you're saying that that they, you know, they don't have a problem with Burrow, but I think it's a different circumstance because Burrow was no we were halfway through the season and we knew he was gonna be the number one overall pick. 
Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a quarterback playing like that, they're always going to be number one overall pick because the top commodity in the NFL is a, is a quarterback. So we knew that. With like Mac Jones, we, you know, we assumed he'd probably be a late first round guy, and then now all of a sudden we're watching film and we're things are changing. Now he's a top five guy. After we already passed through the season and, you know, had his draft grade and where he was ranked in the top fifty players and stuff. He was, you know, all of a sudden he's moving up. That's the same, you know, the same thing with with uh, Wilson. All of a sudden after the season, like, so I don't know where it started. All of a sudden he was like the next great thing um, after the season was over. So, you know, somebody apparently watched the film and all of a sudden it got he got popular, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how it started, but um but that's the thing is like, that's why I don't feel comfortable with guys that like after they, somebody watched some film and said, you know, thinks that he's all of a sudden going to be great. Well, more times than not, it doesn't work out. I mean, they, I was watching first take this, uh, this morning and they literally said the same thing. Like more times than not, these top picked quarterbacks don't work out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we have four go right off the bat, I mean, we'll be lucky to even see two still be in the league 10 years from now. So you know, that's, you know, that's the biggest reason I have a problem with having moving up that far, because unless you're getting a, a for sure thing type quarterback, mm-hmm. which you ne- it's never a for sure thing, but sometimes you kind of know, but with some of the, so much uncertainty with these quarterbacks, I didn't think it was worth it because, you know, and even, you know, you don't even as good as Lawrence is. I mean, I don't even know if he has the same, certainty that you know like andrew luck had that peyton yeah. manning had you know stuff you know that you know like elway had mm-hmm. so you, you get those guys but i'm i'm not even sure any of the guys in this draft are at that level um you know lawrence is probably the closest to it obviously but for not being a for sure thing like that's why like you know the reason I don't want Wilson is because he's of all the quarterbacks. Yeah, I know him the best. I've watched him play for the last three years. Like I, I you know, I, I, I know his game. So he, for me, is like the guy I know, and that's why I'm so hard because I watched him and I understand it. I didn't just watch a freaking smoke and mirror season and all of a sudden fall in love with him like everybody else. Yeah. The other the other guys I watch here and there in big in big games, you know, because they're on national yeah. TV. Yeah. So I know a little bit of it. But you know, I don't, I don't trust taking any of these guys. I don't want Wilson because I know his game. But the other guys, I know a little bit, and I still don't feel all that confident. But I'm kind of the odd man out in that situation. Yeah, I feel like everybody on the hive is. I mean, they want Fields, but they also like Wilson too, just like you said in the last I, podcast. And uh, not one of them is not one of them has looked at his stats from 2019 or gone and even seen any of his film from 2019. Not one of them. Yep. Because if they did, they would be thinking differently. I guarantee it. Well, it's funny too, because uh, you and a lot of these analysts are saying the same thing about Wilson as well. Well, yeah. I mean, it's weird. I feel like the only analyst I've seen, which it doesn't really make my point helpful when you think about it <laughs> the only guy that seems to be wary and kind of more and kind of like somewhat i think so, would side with me is freaking is bayless and skip dude like it has to be skip so then you know that kind of makes it 
Like it doesn't matter because that guy's a freaking buffoon half the time. But <laughs> some of the things he's been saying about it's weird. Some of this is the probably first time I've ever agreed with a guy. Like some of the things he's been saying about the quarterbacks in this draft, I actually agree with. I I don't trust him. I yeah. I don't think you're you're taking a big um, a big risk. I think with some of these guys, you know. And then you know he even said he's not sold from with Zach Wilson. Um, you know, kind of referring to his older tape and you know playing the competition that he's played. Like, because I know people don't think that's a big deal, but it's a big deal. Yeah. When when you go from one season playing, you know, power five schools and some of the best players, especially some of the best players in the in in the, like defensive players in the nation, to playing freaking a bunch of scrubs, the year the next year, of course you're going to progress. Yep. When you go in 2019, he played, you know, Julian Blackman and um, Jul- and um, Johnson, two two defensive backs for for Utah who um, were like studs during their rookie seasons for their NFL teams. You know, Jalen Johnson. So it was Jalen Johnson, Julian Blackman. And then you go – and so you know he's playing good talent because those guys both were studs for their teams this year. And then you go and play guys who are probably never going to even get a sniff from the NFL. <laughs> like that's a big – that's like that's like playing, you know, going and playing a freaking – from playing, you know, college football, hard mouse college football to flag football the next season and then calling it the same thing. Yep. Exactly. I know, but um, I was – did you see earlier today that Phillips is going to have another pro day and uh, it sounds like Shanahan and Lynch are going to be there? Yeah, um, I think that they're the reason it's getting set up in the first place. Like, I guess they have to have other teams and it can't just be like a personal one. But yeah. I think the Niners are behind setting it up. Like I think they're the ones that reached out to his agent to set mm-hmm. it up and then to reach out so the agent can reach out to other teams and set one up. Because I, I think I think regardless, even if they know who they want, they're still doing their due diligence because you know your mind can change within a month. Like yeah. They might have their mind made up and they're like, you know what, we're gonna do our due diligence diligence and see everybody. Because mm-hmm. I've heard they want another pro day from Trey Lance too. So that's true. Um, those are their three guys. Those are the three guys that, you know, they weren't even, um, they didn't even, uh, I think, well, John Lynch went to, went to Wilson's, but Shanahan didn't. So that tells me all I need to know. Cause like Shanahan has the final say. That's true. So if Shanahan's not there, I don't, if Shanahan's not seeing one of those quarterbacks and I know even if they're there, I don't think that he would take him. Like, I don't think he would take Wilson. <laughs> I don't think he cares um, for Wilson. I bet you. Yeah. I, and I mean, I have to say, I think Salah's taking him at two. Um, yeah, uh, I do too. That's why, I mean, it's the Jets, you know, so the dumpster yeah. fire is going to take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> going to gonna take the, a quarterback like that. You know, they're going to take the smoke and mirrors guy. So mm-hmm. I feel bad because I really like Salah. Like, it's funny to watch the Jets burn, but now it's kind of, I feel bad for saying that because I really like Salah and want to see him succeed. Yep. So. I'm, it's like I'm glad that he takes him so I don't have to worry about us taking him. But then I feel bad because I really want to see the Jet succeed under Sala. So it's kind of a um, catch-22 for me. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could you could say. Uh, so, I mean, if if I'm a if I'm the Jets, I'm, I would be taking Penny Sewell, but they're not going to. They're going to take Wilson. Um, you know, if there's any team that – goes with what 
the majority thinks and they're going to do what everybody thinks. It's, it's the Jets. So, like, if everybody's saying they're going to take him and it's a lock, the Jets are going to take him just because of the fact that they're supposed to. So, Joey said, Steve Young said today the Jets are committed to Wilson. That, you know, he might he might have some inside stuff if he, you know, just for the fact that he's a BYU alumni and maybe mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Maybe he's hearing from a certain person. And uh, I think, no, that's fine with me. Uh, yeah. Steve Young was actually on uh, KMBR's podcast today uh, talking about who the Niners should like end up going after. And he was also saying, like, you know, they should go after – you know, somebody that's like a mobile quarterback and that could like throw on the run and, and stuff and not go after somebody like Mac Jones, who's another pocket passer type thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just, uh, I saw it on, on Twitter earlier today. So I'm going to ask you this. Who's the last, what, what kind of quarterback was the last quarterback that won the su- a Super Bowl for the 49ers? Yeah. The guy who could throw the ball on the run and make things yep. happen with his legs. And when it was last, you know, maybe it's time to repeat that, <laughs> you know, and who, <laughs> you know, I, so like when they say like Kyle doesn't like those guys, I don't get it. You know, he, Mike Shanahan, before he was with the Broncos, who do you think he was working with? Yeah. Steve Young. Exactly. He, he started you know, obviously with the Niners with in the eighties and he was working with Steve Young before he went and started coaching the Broncos. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and obviously, a, a running quarterback with a good arm can do wonders with Shanahan. I mean, look what Shanahan did with RG three. Like RG three doesn't get injured, and it, Washington's it, whole thing is completely different because Shanahan yeah. freaking took him and had a rookie of the year season under Shanahan's yeah, offense. And they made playoffs too, didn't they? Yeah, as well. They were the wild card, and then they. Um, I think that's when I think that's when the injury started in that wild card game for RG three against uh, mm-hmm. Seattle. Yeah, and then and then it just um, it's he got a little injured, came back in. I think he I don't know if he pulled a hammy or what it was, and then his injury woes just got worse from there, and he was just never the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So I also want to bring up real fast. Um, the Niners resigned Mohamed Sanu. They brought him back, and they also uh, signed Nate Jerry. Uh, why do you think? They brought back Sanu. I mean, we don't really have a veteran guy in the receiving core, really. I mean, we don't. We don't. None of our guys are anywhere close. You know, Ayuk is in his second year. Debo's in his third year. Yep. Um, Kittle, you know, Kittle's the closest we have. He's in what, year four or five? I think, year um, I think this is going into year five. Yeah. Year five. Yeah, this is because uh, – so he's going into year five, so he's the closest, but we don't have, you know, a veteran guy that's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you really want to – you have to have one of those guys to see your receiving core um, um, mature and, um, you know, to see a difference. So I think, you know, Muhammad's new. Obviously, I think he's coming in to be kind of like a, a very much a mentor and like a coach to those guys. Yeah. You know, because they, those guys already look up to him, so they're like, well – Ayuk already made a freaking connection with Sanu. You know, so why not bring yeah. the guy back that our young receiver is who's gonna be a stud that already feels comfortable with? So I think I think he they they brought him back and I think he stays on the on the roster because we need a um 
a guy to fill in for receiver three, and I think that's something Sanu can do. I think he can play in the slot and maybe get open on some downs. I think um, so, too. So I think we have a roster spot for him this time. So I think because of that, um, he'll he'll stay on the 53-man roster, but he'll really be there for some more support for the younger guys and to coach them up. And, yeah. and you need a guy like that. You need a guy that's been through it. And when the young guys make mistakes to be there and talk to them and, mm-hmm. you know, comfort them and stuff and, and make them not let, like not let them get in their head. So I think I really like this new pickup just for the fact that um, the guys love him, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, both uh, Ayuk and Debo, they both love him. So, you know, um, why not bring the guy that, you know, your young guys already look up to. And that was a smart move. Like they, yeah. That was a smart, calculated move by the Niners, if you ask me. Yeah, well, I mean, you you look at at the 2019 season, they brought in Emmanuel Sanders, and look how quickly Debo changed. The oh, guy, dude. I mean, like you could tell that having Emmanuel there helped out Debo with the rest oh, of the big season. time. Big time. I mean, he, he progressed a lot thanks to mm-hmm. uh, Sanders. So um, I think – the Niners, I'm sure they were going to try to sign one veteran veteran guy. I, I would be surprised if they looked into get bringing back Sanders, but you know Sanders is going to be a little more expensive because he got a he got a little he got some money I think from Buffalo. He did. Um, so, you know, and then Sanu's you know obviously a cheap a lot cheaper. So I think that's why they mm-hmm. went with Sanu. You know, for those reasons too that you know they Sanders was going to cost too much, um, but. I like I like having Sanu in there just as much as having Sanders. Just a, yeah. a, a veteran that's been through it, you know. Mm-hmm. Sanu's Sanu's been and lost the Super Bowl, so he you know he's been there. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you know, I think I think it was a good um, a good signing for sure. Um, and then the other guy I don't really know about his game, the Jerry guy. Nick Jerry. Uh, I heard he just struggled um, with the. Eagle system, you know, I mean, the Eagles are freaking shit show. So I get that. Um, but really? we'll have to see, we'll yeah. have to see um, how he is, but I don't know enough about him. Um, yeah. We got a but, Joey uh, over here. Y'all still on the Jalen Hurd train? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <I'm laughs> only thing we haven't, only thing, only thing holding him back is some injuries. If he stays healthy, oh, dude, I, I was excited last year. I was freaking jumping out of my seat for that guy, dude. That guy is a freaking Swiss Army knife. He could do everything, and he just can't. But he can't stay healthy. Yeah, dude. I guarantee if he stays healthy, he's gonna be all over the field doing all kinds of just everything, dude. He's yeah, he's gonna Eddie, Kyle's gonna just be like, dude. And he has the height as well. It's like, mm-hmm. you know. But dude, I felt almost feel like with Jalen Hurd in there, it turns into a slot of hand offense. Watch this guy doing this. Why this guy's? Oh, dude. <laughs> All the schemes. If he if he comes in that offense, I mean, there's a reason why Kyle has not let him go, even with those injuries. Because if he actually plays, the schemes that that, that Kyle's going to come up with for that guy are going to be unbelievable. Yeah, as long as he can stay healthy. I mean, it's literally either the second or the last preseason game is where he gets hurt, and then done for the season. The past two years, it's been like that, and it's just like, damn, you've been waiting like literally all season, you know, to. Mm-hmm. See him, and then he gets hurt. If he if he stays healthy, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, he can do everything. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we we hand the ball off of, to him in the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, 
all kinds of stuff. Just he's I just so many packages for him I can see happening just because he's just an all around amazing athlete and can just do everything. So I'm excited. I mean, as much as the end around and the reverse works with Debo, you add herd with Debo. Yeah. Yeah. And then having I just think if we can get that, I mean, if we can get those those guys going and get you know all that trickery. With with an offense like that, where all so much tricky trickery, I think it, like for I think like Kittle, he's he's gonna just completely have a just dominant season if these got if these other receivers and stuff they stay healthy and our running backs stay healthy. Yeah. Regardless of who's that quarterback, whether it's the the rookie or Garoppolo, I think that if like um, we can start scheming with these guys staying healthy, like with Hurd coming back, and if he stays healthy, I think Kittle will just freaking excel with with what the offense will give them because i mean there'll be so much stuff going on and you're gonna lose focus and lose kittle behind the linebackers and he's just gonna yeah. be open all the time yeah you won't be seeing any double coverage on kittle if uh mm-hmm. if everybody else is in in that scene like you know well the, the you know you think that the corners and even the linebackers that are trying to cover they're gonna be running back and forth running back and forth because there's gonna be so much motion um with uh, with these guys, and it's just gonna freaking leave Kittle wide open. Yeah, Joey Jalen in the big slot role, running seams with Kittle is my dream. Oh, dude, <laughs> <laughs> Kittle Kittle runs them seams amazing. So, yeah, you know, I like I like seeing Kittle even do the you know do the wheel from from the tight end spot and do the wheel with those guys. You know, if you got the freaking guys like Jalen in the slot. Mm-hmm. Or if you know Debo's having a big game and it opens up Kittle on on a on a on a seam or even a wheel route, um, I mean, even the wheel routes with Juice, when other guys are freaking, um, when they're balling, everybody's yep. open. When our ball, when we're balling and the freaking schemes are working, that we're just everybody's open. You know, because there's just there's just too much to worry about. If Jalen Hurd's in there too, and you've got all that movement, you got to worry about Mostert breaking it because he can just find one little hole and he's gone. Then you got to worry about juice. He can do everything. Then you got to worry about Kittle. Then you got to worry about Ayuk going deep. Then you got to worry about freaking uh, <laughs> Debo catching a slant and running you over. <laughs> yep. So it's like all those things to worry about. Yeah. Like exactly. We already have that's, – that's why I don't see how it could be Mac Jones. When your offense – a defense is like, crap, we have all these guys to worry about, all these possibilities with all this motion – and on top of that, we got to worry about this quarterback getting out of the pocket and burning us with his legs. Yeah. You add one more element, what what is the defense supposed to do? Their heads are going to be spinning. Seriously, it's it's complete facts. I mean, dude, you add Fields or even Trey Lance, like you said, uh, to that offense, dude. Offense is, is – no words. No words for that, man. It's going to be phenomenal. Dude, and you know, Like with Fields, with, with, his, with the speed that we know he has too, like – I mean, I don't want him running that much, I, and I hope when he does, he runs out of bounds and slides and stuff. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, with a guy with that kind of speed, I mean, with all that stuff going on, I mean, if you freaking – you get him out of the hole and you leave him one little piece of space, he's he's turning that into a big game. And that's what we don't don't have right now, and I, that, I, I know that could have made it, make a difference. Like, if we had a quarterback like that in the Super Bowl, with that run game we were having – it would have been a blowout. It would have been 40. Yeah. It would have been, we would have put up 40, 50 points. 
we would have won that game too. And especially with a quarterback that could throw deep balls and make an accurate pass. Yep. Over, you know? Yeah. So for me, it, you know, it, it's taken me a little bit longer to start liking some of these quarterbacks, but the more I think about it and the more I think about our offense, I'm in starting to fall in love with fields a little more. Me too. Uh, the more I kind of look at his game, the more I, I see, I, that's why I'm hoping just because when I think about the possibilities of what our offense could do with a guy like that um, or endless. And it, the reason I don't have a problem with him, even if he has to, he's, you know, struggles a little bit with his reads, if that's really a thing. And he, you know, he has a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I I don't think it matters as much in Kyle Shanahan's offense because there's so much going on that it always makes the receiver open. And if the receiver's open, you know Fields is going to get him the ball. But I think, too, that with all that, on top of the, you know, defense having to worry about, like, Fields is burning him with his legs, he, there's receivers are just going to be open. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. And especially uh, with everybody already knowing that we have a running game as well. It's going to confuse people when you think Fields might go for a run and he ends up passing it. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. Yeah, with all that speed from Mostert, you know, think about, yeah. you know, how much in Kyle's offense does he like to get um, either the slot guy or Kittle coming across and we do that little small short bootleg and get him, and, you know, because our the scheme, we scheme him open on that little bootleg and freaking, you know, one of, you know, either Debo or Kittle or whatever takes it takes a short pass like that and takes it for big mm-hmm. yardage because after they catch it, there's so much, so much uh, room for them to run afterwards, you know, and Kyle really likes running those freaking kind of skinny bootlegs. I, w- I would, I guess I'd call them uh, where the court, you know, you roll, you roll the quarterback out off the play action. And then you just either, you're either having the slot guy or kid will follow him and he's wide open. I don't know how many times we ran that even with Jimmy, but you know, you get a guy that, like that who, is doing that, and then the defense is scared that the guy can take off and run if there's a hole on top of him trying to pass that, pass that, and then knowing too, we already know that when it comes to a play, uh, a play like that, Fields excels extremely well, and he has a he's really accurate on those throws. Like I, to me, like for every time I watch an under game, that almost feels like Kyle's favorite play. Yeah, I mean, what that. It, isn't that similar to the one where Kittle freaking went beast mode on, on um, the Rams? I mean, not the Rams, the Saints. When he on the fourth down, Jimmy kind of rolled out a little bit and hit, hit Kittle in the That's flat. True. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if Kittle, Kittle was on. I don't think Kittle was cutting across that time. He may have been on that side. He was running the flat. But, that side. but still, like, you get the quarterback rolling out and running with the receiver, and they're open. Like, mm-hmm. Kyle loves getting our quarterback out on the run. And I'd like, like, they're saying he wants a pocket passer, but. I mean, I freaking I don't know how many plays I see where he wants a quarterback rolling out and freaking making a throw oh, if they exactly can do right. it. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, the last thing I want to talk about with you, man, is uh, what do you think about the 17, uh, 17 game extension for? Oh, season? I mean, I, I guess I'm going back and forth. I mean, I get. Like I've you know I've get because I've heard that you know I was obviously in the CBA and stuff they agreed to it, mm-hmm. um, so I get that, and I get you know you're a professional and you, like you know you you guys are part of the CBA you voted for it, and whatnot, 
So you saw it coming. You knew it was coming. So they should be prepared for it. But I also kind of get the player side too. You know, the, you know, they decided to do it this year, but yet they shrunk the salary cap. And I don't know if people pay attention to how, like, yeah, shrinking the salary cap makes it harder for teams to sign all their guys, but it also takes money out of those guys' pockets as well. Like they don't get, they cannot get paid as much because of the salary cap. So I get it, but you're also, you know, paying um, less money in a, in a year that you're expanding, expanding the the regular season. Yeah, like yeah, it's gonna bring a lot of money and you know, and it's fun because we get an extra game for us fans. But at the same time, as a fan, personally, no, I'd rather keep it at sixteen because we have enough injuries as it is, and it's a freaking that's true tough enough game, and we have teams have a hard enough time getting through the season. Yep, and I and as much in as like the way the injuries destroyed our season last year, I I just an extra game makes me nervous as a fan because I I don't want our guys to get beat up. And you know, yeah, it takes here. one play, one play to end careers and stuff. And you just add another game. Mm-hmm. I get it's for the money, and it's cool. And maybe these guys get paid more because of the you know the extra game, whatever. But for me, I'd rather not see these guys um, do that. See extra bye week. I don't see why you'd have one game in an extra bye week. That doesn't. That doesn't well, uh, for, uh... make sense. Thinking uh, a lot of people were uh, wondering if they're gonna add an extra bye week uh, when they extended the season. Uh, I could kind of see it because it's like more, I guess you could say, more rest for the players, so injuries won't happen. But I see maybe, I see maybe if they eventually get to eighteen games, then maybe they do two bye weeks because then. You do within the first nine week span, you do one bye week, and then in the second nine week span, you do another bye week. Yeah, that's true. I don't true. see them doing it. Maybe with the, not with seventeen, but if they expand it to eighteen, then I could see two bye weeks because it expand. Then it technically, you know, you extend the season like three by two extra weeks or so or whatever. You add another game, you get two extra weeks of football. So I could see them doing that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know because. You know, the more football they play, the more revenue they're going to make. So I could see them eventually getting to 18 games and then getting yeah. an extra bye week. But I'm not sure if yeah, well, having I'm 17 gonna, games. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure if having 17 games is what's in the CBA or if in this CBA they can also add 18 or if they can't add 18 until the next CBA. So I don't really know how all that works, but. I wouldn't be surprised if we get to 18 eventually. Yeah, I think um, because I know they also cut back on the preseason games too. Instead of having four, they have three now. Uh, So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, really, you think about it, it really doesn't matter too much because a lot of the, like, rookies and – Everybody are playing more uh, towards like what second, third week, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I like it, but then for from players' perspective, like you said, like I feel for them, you know, with especially if you know injury wise, it'd be bad because uh, it's more of a chance of being injured. Yeah, I mean, I think we, I think definitely though we learned this year that you need the preseason. 
Um, we didn't have a preseason this year, and look at all the injuries we got. Like guys, very true. Need that I think the preseason they need the snaps to kind of get into the the motions. So I think not having a preseason is a big reason we had so many injuries this year. So I think we still need the preseason. I get making it one less, yeah, because you know after by the fourth game, you know those starters aren't even playing. You know it's really to give yeah exactly. the young guys a chance to see if they're um, able to to make a um, something happen. So. I, I get like doing it less. I just we'll have to kind of see how it goes. Um, yeah, you know, the, you know, football is the only sport that hardly plays any games in the season, but <laughs> you're literally getting the crap beat out of you constantly. Yeah, nonstop. So, yeah, so. we're we're definitely gonna have to see. It's gonna be the first uh, time since what did they say 1978 that they expanded the season. Uh, yeah, it's so, been a really long time. Yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely have to see how that goes. Um, but I think that's gonna do it for us, guys. Uh, please uh, hit that bell and hit that subscribe button for us on our YouTube page, and then also give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter FF Pod Forty Nine and Instagram Forever Faithful podcast and uh go ahead and leave us comments on all those and uh we'll catch you on the next one peace guys